I would like to welcome back my listener to WTF Politics and other stuff too. My name is Vic, and today I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl, the halftime show, mask mandates, crime, and whatever else I pull out of my ass. talk about the Super Bowl and the halftime show. Now, I've seen many social media posts this year about this year's uh, halftime show that it was the greatest in Super Bowl history. I was kind of left scratching my head after the, reading those posts. I'm pretty sure I watched the same show as everybody else and I certainly didn't get that feeling or see it that way. For one thing, I could could not really tell what the theme was supposed to be. I mean, it looked like everyone was in a house or, you know, it looked like a big house party. Also, I didn't understand what they were singing. I mean, to me, at least how I was listening, the the audio was really bad, in my opinion. I mean, maybe if you knew what the songs were that they were performing, it would be easier to understand because you could pick up the words. But I guess I just missed out on a lot of that. I mean, honestly, I can think of a few shows that were much, much better. I mean, Prince comes to mind first. I mean, that was just an amazing show. Uh, Bruno Mars, he did a show, you know, several years back or a few years back. I thought that was a really classy show. That was great. But, you know, everyone has their opinions. And, you know, while reading all the hype up until the show, you know, news outlets were touting that there was the first R&B rap halftime show. Okay, but I thought Prince was considered R&B. Well, maybe I was wrong. But, you know, with all the political correctness and wokeness happening these days, I guess the NFL wanted to be inclusive, so to speak. But, you know, hey, you know, rap show, R&B show, still make it good. But this one just wasn't it for me. Whatever. It's over now. We can move on with our lives. Not that mine was on hold to begin with. And speaking of the halftime show and the Super Bowl, let's talk about all those maskless celebrities and politicians yes the hypocrites the one who you know the politicians who make you wear masks in california all of a sudden you know going maskless i mean it looks like the mask mandates really didn't apply to the super bowl this year despite los angeles's mask mandate it was reported that everyone in the stadium was handed a mask before entering the stadium but judging from the tv coverage it appears most people did not wear theirs including Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. I guess he held his breath the whole time during the game, like he did the Rams game a week or so ago. And then, of course, you had all the celebrities there. I mean, you have Ellen, who's watching the game, who still requires her audience to wear a mask, but she wasn't. I mean, you saw Jay-Z, Charlize Theron, LeBron James, Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, name a few. But just goes to show you, there's your liberal liberal privilege at its finest. And speaking of liberal privilege and masks, I find it interesting that all of a sudden, all these cities that are run by Democrats or states or whatever, are starting to lift, lift their mask mandates. Hmm, interesting. They're starting to do this ahead of the 2022 midterm elections. I mean, several cities are lifting the mandates, but it looks like school children still have to 
still have to wear theirs, which is kind of a real hot button issue for a lot of parents. And I get it. Like I and many predict, you know, like me and many others predicted that uh, the reason for this has to be for pandering to public sentiment only to try and improve the Democrats' chances in the 2022 midterm elections. Let's face it, they're in an uphill battle when it comes to these midterms. And to go along with this, also of note is all of a sudden, many Democrats are claiming they were never against defunding the police, which of course we all know is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, skyrocketing crime rates, you know, people who voted in these Democrats are now getting fed up with all the criminals that are running rampant in their neighborhoods, which is causing Democrats to really sweat. And they should sweat. These liberals and so-called progressives caused this rise in crime with all their defunding the police rhetoric and bashing the police and really demonizing them. So now they're backpedaling so they can hold on to their cushy government positions. You know as well as I do, if they manage to hold on to their congressional or Senate seats, they will revert right back to their true beliefs. All of a sudden, COVID's going to be spiking again, mask mandates back in place, and more defund the police rhetoric is going to show up again. I mean, this year for the midterms and, you know, all the campaigning, I predict you will see Democrats pandering at a level never before seen. It's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, I mean, there's even talk about election integrity with Democrats, claiming they're worried about election fraud for the midterm elections. Well, wait a minute. I, th- I thought the election fraud was just a right-wing you know, right conspiracy theory. I guess not when it comes to Demo- Democrats losing an election. I mean, Democrats cannot push this narrative too hard as it would lend credit to Trump's accusation of election fraud during the 2020 presidential election. Their only straw, you know, their only straw to grasp at should they lose big will be voter rights, voter suppression. Of course, this narrative is really funny since, you know, Biden received those quote unquote 81 million votes in 2020, the largest in presidential election history. Now, if he really got that many votes, In my opinion, their voter suppression rhetoric is nothing but bullshit. But even with all this bullshit going on, Republicans are not a shoe-in to take back Congress and the Senate. They can still blow it if they don't get their shit together and stop all the infighting. In my opinion, they're being handed the 2022 midterms on a silver platter, but they can still screw it up. Really, look back at what Republicans have in their court to use to take back the two houses. Inflation is at an all-time high. We're on the brink of a possible war with Russia. And of note, liberal Democrats were screaming Trump would get us into a war. Well, that didn't happen. Also, you got the immigration crisis. Crime's at an all-time high. There's a war on police. Mask mandates. You know, even even though those have proven not to work, you know, masks is going to be a hot-button issue this year. I mean, come on, Republicans, get your collective shit together. Get on the same page. Knock off the infighting and get this election done so we can get this country back on track. And of course, I really foresee one of the most, it's going to be a real negative run. You know, it's going to be mudslinging this year 
like you've never seen before. I mean, I predict it's going to be really, really nasty. Of course, I'm going to have plenty of popcorn ready while I watch this year's shit show commence. And to kind of piggyback on that, let's talk about the crime issue I mentioned earlier. Record crime is being reported across the nation, mainly in liberal-run cities like Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Chicago. With prosecutors refusing to crack down and hold criminals accountable, this rising crime is really not surprising at all. I mean, look at the simple crime of retail theft. It's skyrocketing. Criminals are just walking into stores, filling up large sacks with stolen merchandise, and walking right out. I mean, it's really incredible the way they go about it. You know, some of the videos I've seen of, you know, these criminals in the stores, of course, everyone breaks their cell phone out and starts filming, but they walk in in the most casual manner I've ever seen. I mean, you can tell they have no fear of being arrested or prosecuted. They stroll in and out just like a normal shopper. And of course, California leads the pack when it comes to this sort of crime. What does this sort of thing do? It raises the prices for everybody else. Or it causes businesses to shut down because the losses are too much. I read somewhere that Rite Aid is pulling completely out of San Francisco because it's gotten so bad. In addition to the shoplifting epidemic, attacks against law enforcement is soaring. On Super Bowl Sunday, it was reported that 13 police officers were shot across the country. It's no wonder. I mean, look at New York. The district attorney there, you know, let a person accused of shooting an NYPD officer out on bail. What the hell is that about? What makes matters worse is the fact that police officers are leaving their jobs for lack of support, underfunding, thanks to the liberal Democrats, and refusal to prosecute criminals which in turn causes, causes a shortage of police officer, hence rise in crime. It's just a vicious, it's a real vicious cycle that's spiraling out of control. Look at Los Angeles, Los Angeles District Attorney Garcetti, whose progressive policies have led to the increase in crime in his city. I mean, why wouldn't it? There's no fear of prosecution. He refuses to prosecute, quote, low-level crimes, under Special Directive 20-07, dated December 7th, 2020, to include trespassing, disturbing the peace, driving with no license or a suspended license, making criminal threats, drug possession, uh, loitering to commit prostitution, drinking in public, resisting arrest. As a result, look what Los Angeles has descended into. You have homeless people assaulting people, starting fires, of course, Los Angeles moves these people out of the way for the camera when it comes to, like, Oscars and Super Bowl. Look what's happening in Venice Beach. People are fed up with the homeless people who camped out in front of their homes. I mean, not literally in their front lawns, but on the grassy mediums of the streets. I mean, I wish I could say I feel bad for these people, but hey, you voted these politicians in and now you have to reap what you sow. Also, it's amazing that the same liberals complaining about conservative actions to combat all the crime and homelessness are now the ones whining about the same problems they want action taken, but, you know, they want action taken because now it's in their front yards. Again, liberal privilege, liberal privilege at work again. I bet if people are complaining in a conservative city or, you know, districts, Democrats and liberals you know, would be calling them heartless. And the Republican leaders of those areas would be called monsters 
white supremacists, racist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's just, it's, it's uncanny. Um, it's just really sad the direction this country is, you know, taking. And, you know, hopefully in November we can get things back on track. It's not, again, it's not a guarantee. It's not, you know, a foregone conclusion that Republicans, Republicans are going to win. Because, again, they can still just fuck it up. But, you know what, I'm just going to move on to something else, you know, non-political, non-sad and whatever. But I'm just going to move on to my other stuff, too, segment, you know, and it's basically why I do a podcast and a blog. You know, why do I do this? You know, and hey, I may start a YouTube channel once I get a little more comfortable in front of a camera. But I started this in 2020 and 2021. Um going through medical issues, which kept me out of work for almost two years. Much better now. Thanks for asking. Uh, I was bored and I was reading a lot of news and I would often bitch and complain about the news I was reading, you know, you know, to my wife. Well, after a while, understandably, she got really tired of it and, you know, had some heated discussions about, you know, just being angry all the time. So, I needed an outlet to vent my frustrations, opinions, views, etc. So I started a podcast first. Then I added a blog. Kind of found it to be therapeutic, plus while doing it. I was learning how to podcast, which is really not that difficult in learning how to you know, but you know, creating a website, you know, it was always kind of challenging. Um, learned how to do that and I think I'm doing pretty good at it. You know, I chalk it up to new learning skills. I really like at least, you know, the ability to try new techie techie things. I was even thinking of trying a teleprompter app for reading my podcast strip, script, but, you know, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I really just wanted to see if I could do it. I mean, having a large following was, you know, kind of the furthest thing from my mind. Would I like a large following? Yeah, sure. But it's not something that keeps me awake or nags at me. I do it for me. If others want to listen read my blog, great. If not, hey, that's all right. Again, I'm doing this for me. I take the approach to this whole thing like I'm talking to one person or writing to one person, which is probably pretty accurate. (laughs) So, you know, if you have opinions on politics or hell, any subject for that matter, you know, if you want to do reviews on products or something, start a blog or a podcast. It's actually these days, it's just really simple to do. You know, learn how to create something, even if it's just for yourself. You know, give it a try. It could save you a lot of money on therapy. Okay, but I, you know, that's all I have for today. You know, we talked about the Super Bowl, halftime, masks, crime, elections. But, uh, you know, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Getter, Instagram. Hit that follow button. Also, I have a blog where I vent as well. WTFpoliticsPodcast.com. Also, I encourage you to do your research on the issues and get involved. <clears throat> the time for staying silent is over. Make your voice heard. Have a great day and God bless America.